0: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. California plans to step up its efforts to seal the more than 5,000 orphan oil and gas wells in the state using more than $165 million in new federal funding. Now, these are defunct wells with no established company or other legal party attached to them. California Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot says these wells can still contaminate the environment and pose health risks to communities. This
2: is a huge problem in California and throughout the country. So we
3: are really excited with this scaled-up federal investment. Frankly, it's a game-changer.
0: The wells will be filled with cement so no fluid can flow out of them and no emissions can escape to the surface. An effort to shut down three oil platforms off the Orange County coast has cleared its first legislative hurdle, but there are concerns about the potential costs, even from some Democrats who oppose offshore drilling. From Santa Monica, KCRW's Daryl Satsman has more.
2: State Senator Dave Minn introduced the bill in the aftermath of last year's damaging spill off Huntington Beach when a broken pipe released an estimated 25,000 gallons of crude oil into the water The motion would empower state regulators to end offshore oil lease agreements with the rig operators by 2024 if arrangements can't be made sooner. Min says the operations put the environment and people's livelihoods in peril.
3: These offshore rigs threaten a vibrant California coastal economy that generates $44 billion a year in economic activity and employs over a half million Californians.
2: Some of Min's fellow Democrats remain on the fence, Their hesitancy stems from the state's potential costs and liability when the rigs are decommissioned. Here's State Senator Bob Hertzberg of Van Nuys. Money's not printed on trees, so you're saying we're going to take this money out of foster care, or we're going to take it out of money that we need to build housing for homeless. The legislation did pass its first Senate committee this week.
0: For The California Report, I'm Daryl Satsman in Los Angeles. Researchers in San Diego County are working to stave off the worst impacts of global warming. KPBS reporter Eric Anderson says cattails found in wetlands could be part of the answer.
4: San Diego's Batiquitos Lagoon sits right beside one of the region's busiest highways, Interstate 5. But it's the gently swaying stalks of cattails that have captured the interest of two researchers at the Salk Institute for Biological Studies.
0: You can see how hard it is to dig out. That's why
4: it really holds the sediment extremely well. Joseph Noel watches his colleague Todd Michael use a small hand shovel to cut into the dirt around the base of a cattail stem. Michael lifts up a newly liberated plant. This is an
3: example. It's still alive, so you can see a new shoot is forming.
4: The plant's roots are coated in a sticky black mud. The rich, wet dirt is created by the constant push and pull of this coastal wetland environment. Michael says saltwater regularly flows into the estuary, pushing back and even killing the freshwater cattails. The ones that replace them grow over the dead, and that creates the sediment. So, this is the rhizome.
3: And it's hard to see because it's all muddy.
4: The rhizome is an underground stem that grows sideways, much like the roots of grass found in Southern California yards. But it's not what Noel is interested in.
0: Turns out that wetland plants, plants that have
4: wet feet, either like this or even fully submerged, they make a lot of suberin, particularly in their roots. And suberin has the salt team's attention. Subarin is a waxy layer covering small root structures. It helps cattails regulate water. They can block the salt water and allow fresh water in. Michael says the Subarin covered appendages are full of carbon molecules. Plants are naturally carbon accumulating um, machines, right? They suck carbon dioxide out of the air. All this right here is you know,
3: all this biomass is basically just carbon.
4: And the carbon molecules in Subarin don't break down when the plant dies. Noel says the carbon lingers in the mucky sediment. You can almost see it. It's all all the it's very dark and black, so it's full of carbon. In fact, I bet if you dug down, you know, up to 10 feet below this, depending on how long this existed, it would be a huge amount of carbon that's stored. Noel and Michael have sequenced the cattail genome and they hope to transfer that plant's ability to make subarin into crop plants like corn and sorghum. With these new gene editing technologies, we really think we're going to be able to go into these crop plants and tweak them and so the roots will have more of this substance. The impact could be huge. Crop plants with the modified roots could pull as much as a quarter of the planet's excess carbon out of the air. That's enough to have a real impact on climate change. This is a key part of the Salk Institute's Harnessing Plants Initiative, and Michael says cattails, or typha, have other traits that could make plants more resilient. Each cattail makes 300,000
3: plus seeds. And if you've ever seen a cattail release its seeds, it looks like snow. And all of those seeds have the potential to be a new um, a new stand of typho.
4: But the habitat that is so efficient at storing carbon has been under assault for decades. Darren Smith is a senior environmental scientist with the California State Parks. He says urbanization has eliminated 90 percent of the state's coastal wetlands.
1: There's there's been a big change with people. You know, I think wetlands were something almost like an oasis early on in California, where you just didn't run into fresh water very
4: often. And those same wetlands that are giving researchers hope about slowing climate change are under a lot of stress. Smith says people are making it hard for the habitat to adapt.
1: We built right up to them. We built the watersheds and we built right up to the edges of them. And so for them to to do what they do to, you know, retreat or for the water to back up and form new vegetated wetlands further upstream. There's just got to be the space to do it.
4: Researchers say giving the habitat space allows scientists extra time to find other plant traits that could play a role in reducing the speed of climate change. For the California Report, I'm Eric Anderson in San Diego.
0: California's labor commissioner has fined poultry giant Foster Farms and three staffing agencies nearly $4 million for failing to tell thousands of workers about COVID-19 supplemental paid sick leave benefits. KQED's Alex Hall has more.
2: The failure was discovered during an audit of Foster Farms' payroll records in 2020 amidst a COVID-19 outbreak that ultimately claimed nine workers' lives. More than 3,000 temp workers brought in to help were never told of the sickly benefits, according to the Department of Industrial Relations. Now, Foster Farms and the staffing firms it worked with are on the hook to pay those workers back. In a statement, Foster Farms said it abides by all federal and state employment laws. One staffing agency, Human Bees, denies wrongdoing and plans to appeal. For the California Report, I'm Alex Hall in Fresno.
0: Following a scathing audit of deaths in San Diego County jails, state legislation to improve care for the incarcerated is a step closer to becoming law. A bill from San Diego County Assemblymember Aquila Weber would increase training requirements for jail staff when dealing with mentally ill inmates.
1: There is definitely a crisis of incarcerated people dying behind bars. A jail sentence cannot be a death sentence in our communities.
0: The legislation would also ensure that deputies conduct detailed safety checks for at-risk inmates and that medical professionals are included on the Board of State and Community Corrections, which sets minimum standards for jail operations. A report this month from the Citizens Law Enforcement Review Board found that San Diego County had the highest number of excess deaths among California's 12 largest county jails. The most recent death occurred yesterday when 25-year old omar ornelas was found unresponsive in his cell at san diego county's george bailey detention center and stockton city leaders have found a new chief to lead the police department kqed suki lewis reports that stanley mcfadden who is currently a deputy chief in san jose will be the first african-american to lead the department
1: mcfadden started out as a rookie cop with san jose nearly 30 years ago Now he's taking the role of top cop over Stockton's approximately 400 sworn officers. The city manager says, like in any big city, McFadden will face challenges with staffing and recruitment, as well as building trust with the community. McFadden replaces Eric Jones, who retired last year. His first day on the job will be June 1st. For the California Report, I'm Suki Lewis. Let's turn to your
0: digital privacy. To help protect it and give people more control over what companies do with consumers' data, the state has enacted new privacy laws and created the country's very first privacy protection agency to enforce them. Technologist and data privacy expert Ashkan Sultani is the director of the agency. He's been on the job for about six months now and gave the California Report one of his first interviews. I started the conversation by asking Sultani about what it's like to start such an agency from scratch.
3: Well, you know, there's not a handbook and apparently it's pretty unique to start a brand new agency. Our running joke is, I think, one of our big milestones are going to be when we buy a printer because there's a running joke. It's not really true, but the running joke is it takes six months to buy a printer. But really, we're just kind of starting from scratch and it's been pretty nuts. It's literally from things like getting IT services and getting, um, you know, office space to also trying to operate and uh, meet our goals and deadlines for rulemaking and for enforcement. So it's been a lot. It's been a lot for sure. Mr. Sultani, your agency has an initial budget of $10
0: million. When you fully staff up, you'll still have fewer than 50 employees. Yet when it comes to protecting people's digital privacy, you're supposed to police some of the richest companies in the world, all of them with armies of lawyers. If there is serious pushback from industry when it comes to your agency's regulatory
3: and enforcement efforts, can you handle it? You know, I'm not deluded. I do expect that, uh, enforcement will be a challenge, particularly given how well resourced a lot of the industry is. But I do think the statute is clear. I do think that there's a number of businesses that want to do the right thing. They just want clarity and that they recognize that you know there, there are certain practices that consumers should be able to have rights around or, or have rights to opt out of. And I think um, we'll be actively focused on those. So our hope is that We might not be that big, but we will at least have, you know, the consumer rights on our side that are very clear in the statute.
0: You know, we live in a world where a lot of people's passwords are 12345 and many people aren't well versed in digital privacy issues. How important will public education be to your agency's efforts?
3: Public awareness and education is hugely important. This is an incredibly complicated topic. I think it's incredibly nuanced and I think it happens most of the issue happens without people's knowing. Like a lot of the, the sharing and sale of personal information often happens without consumers' awareness and knowledge. And as a result, I think um, when people are made aware, they will then be able to more essentially invoke their rights or take advantage of the rights they have. All right. We've been talking to Ashkan Sultani, the
0: head of California's new Privacy Protection Agency. Mr. Sultani, thanks so much for joining us on The California Report. Saul, thank you for having me. Sultani's agency will be holding a stakeholders meeting next week, and he invites the public to participate. You can get more information by going to the Privacy Protection Agency's website at cppa.ca.gov. That's cppa.ca.gov.
2: Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine. Protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits, stanfordhealthcare.org adaptingcare. Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, no sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Hint, water with a touch of true fruit flavor. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement.
0: And that is the California Report for Thursday, April 28th, we a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. As always, thanks for listening and talk tomorrow.
1: Hi there. I'm Randa Difettah from Throughline.